0: Seasons of their lives. Well, I'm one of your hosts, Gail, and I'm Christina. We're going to be sharing our stories, struggles, and joys while bringing you
1: experts on topics that you care about. And we're going to do it while having a whole lot of fun. So buckle up, girls. Let's get our modding on. Welcome to another episode of Midlife Moxie. I'm your co-host, Gail. And I'm Christina. And gosh, Christina, we're going to have some fun with this topic today. It's a fun topic, but it's serious. I think it's something that some of us don't think about. I've been married for 23 years to my current husband, and the thought of going back into the dating world would be just overwhelming. Now, I know you've only been married, what, two and a half years? Two and a half years are so coming up on So third you've year. dated in this season of life.
0: Um, I I will say this. I was really like on this journey of discovery of who I be. And so I didn't want to, I know Gail's laughing, but like I'm always on this journey. <laughs> okay. And 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 I just didn't want to engage because it was like, oh gosh, I don't I don't like anything out there. And then probably about a year, maybe two years before I met my husband, I was kind of out there and I was like, I'm not trying to be anybody's mom because all the youngsters are like, Hey girl. I'm like, no. Well, you do look young. you know, much
1: younger. <laughs> I mean,
0: like 28 year olds, you guys, I'm almost 44. This is like, no, y'all need to just no,
1: nope. whatever no, no, your no, no, situation. No. I think <laughs> even if you're, Not in dating land, plan to never be in dating land. I think you're going to enjoy today's show. We're going to be talking with a matchmaker, a dating coach, a profile writer, and she's a midlife woman, also dating. So welcome to the show, Lori Mendelssohn. And Lori, do you prefer Lori or Lori Beth? I forgot. Lori is great. Thank you. Just Lori. So Lori is our resident dating expert. And we're so excited to talk to her about all the ins and outs. But I want to say a few things first. I want to say that in no way do you have to have a man or a partner to be complete as a midlife woman. I want to put that right up there on the table. I don't want us to be, in no way are we presenting that you have to Mm -hmm. have a man. But we do realize that There are women who have never married but desire to. There are women who have been in long-term marriages and the man hits that, um, you know, midlife crazy point. Or a lot of times I feel like we get to this point in midlife where the children are grown and that can be a really pivotal moment for the marriage you know if those children are what has been holding it together or what you were committed to or what you put all your energy into you look around they're gone um not, i know christina you you had never been married before you married no, you the first time no. in midlife
0: yeah i absolutely did and that was the other thing i wanted to say too is that if you're single um a single mom that has never been married it's okay like, it's okay to be out there and be doing the hustle by yourself. Um, also, they, we have women that have um, been married and lost their significant other.
1: Yes. You know? And now they're they're wanting that companionship. I don't um, think we're that old. And then, but I have two friends who have lost yeah. their husbands already. And they yeah. were in very loving relationships. So I think that's particularly hard. So...
2: Yeah, let's absolutely. just
1: get into it. Lori, Lori, tell us your story. So how did <laughs> you come to be a single midlife woman? You've been married before? Well, I,
2: Gail, I love that you're calling me midlife because I am 65 and that is I, way past but, midlife. But but let, let me no, just, no, no, let me just say terms, this. No. Lori,
0: first and foremost, you look smoking hot for being 64 years old. So let's just... Give credit where credit is due, my friend. You don't okay.
1: operate like a 64-year-old. I mean, this goes <laughs> no, out there on social all. media, doing <laughs> podcasts. And I think mid-60s is midlife. I mean, if you look at the, a lot of us are living into our 90s mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. This would be the middle section, you know, 30-something to 60-something. You know, you got to knock off a few for the infant and toddler years, you know. So <laughs> we also like to say around here that midlife is more of a season. Mm-hmm. And I asked Christina, I said, what are we going to do in 10 years when I'm really old? And we're we're just going to, it's going to be midlife and beyond Moxie, I think. Um, so well, you're, we'll you're a of the girl gang. You're the gang. You're the gang, Lori. Uh, so Lori, Lori, tell us your story.
2: Yes, I'm. I'm happy to. So I started matchmaking when I was 19 years old. And it was an intuitive experience for me. I would meet people. And I would ask them if they were single. And I would say, have I got a girl for you? Have I got a guy for you? Long story made short, it resulted in 16 marriages over the years, grandkids, communities built because of these relationships. And I said to myself, well, I certainly need to do this for a business. Mm -hmm. And I started my business two and a half years ago. And I was cooking, I was cranking, and then COVID hit, I had clients lined up ready for matchmaking, and we came to a screeching halt, you know, in March of twenty twenty. And so I pivoted over to dating coaching and then over to running dating profile apps, which is something that's creative and fun and I can really get my creative juices going with that. So that's I love that what I do.
1: You know, so, uh, Lori, for those of us who have been married a very long time, this whole dating app world is, I think for some people, it's just terrifying. Um, I know, like, my dad's 87, and I have a cousin who's married, and she's into all that. And my dad's always making these just, yeah, I mean, he just thinks this the craziest jacked up thing he's ever heard. I'm like, <laughs> you know that? I, I just don't. I'm sitting here thinking I was never the bar scene girl. And I didn't ever consider myself the pretty girl. Like if me and my friend went out, I was always the other girl. I was always the wing woman. I was never, I just never put off that pheromone that the guys were always sniffing me out. It seemed like, <laughs> so this idea of going through people and being able to call out, I, I, I would be down for it if I was in the dating world. I mean, I really would, but so suffice to say, everything's changed Um, Now, you've been married before? No, tell us that. Your personal story.
2: I've been married three times, actually. Uh, The first one was very short. It only lasted for 18 months. We were very young when we met. And Mm. I was raised by a mother who told me that I should marry the first man who asks because I may never get another chance. And so <gasps> like how whacked is that? And so yeah, I that's, followed that advice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's really not good parenting advice. You no.
1: know, that had to impact <laughs> yeah. your confidence, Lori.
0: Yeah, it absolutely.
2: Did. It did. So I, I wound self-esteem. up in the wrong
1: marriage. Uh, I mean, y'all hear my story all the time. My mother told me, you're not the prettiest, you're not the ugliest, you're average. So when someone told me I was pretty and they loved me, what I do, I married them, even though red flags were everywhere, Y'all, just side note lesson: your daughters, your nieces, your granddaughters, even your sons, do not mm-hmm. set them up like that. Do not set them up like that. Let them know how worthy they are. So, absolutely. Okay, that was absolutely. marriage number one, and that was then number one.
2: And then um, we we split up, and I had a seven year relationship with a um, very sexy, very successful Hollywood stuntman. He was. Um, the ooh, world's leading stuntman. And, and we went from, you know, we did a complete 360 from my, I didn't marry him, but we lived together. I lived on a yacht with him in Marina Del Rey, California. No. Ooh, <laughs> yes. Marina and Del Rey he, is beautiful. Yeah, well, I'm originally- I think a yacht California anywhere up the
1: coast of California yeah. is calling <laughs> yes, my yes. name.
2: And- um, he flew me all over the world where he was working and directing, and um, it was a very glamorous Hollywood lifestyle. and uh, it, it it went down a rabbit hole of um, illegal drugs. i'll I'll park it there and and it was something that I got into and I realized it was ruining my life and also my health and and really stopping my career. So wow, uh, Lori, l- wow. yeah.
1: I had okay, to, so but you never married him. him. That was yeah. just a Didn't. fling. No, okay, did not. But did it was a good him.
2: time. It was seven years of. It was <laughs> seven years of, of yeah,
1: of it was seven years of yeah. <laughs> She's still <laughs> smiling. Oh my goodness.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, I mean, part of it was that this man and and the the women who are listening to this who have been in a situation like this, that if you don't have the confidence and self-esteem and self-worth and self-love that we gain in our midlife and beyond, I looked at this man and this man was so drop dead gorgeous. Women would literally walk into walls when they would look at him because they couldn't take their eyes off of him. And here and I you was. got him. I got him. He was mine. He was mine. Mm. So you know that was part of it too—the whole fantasy, and did the whole that, Hollywood. But did that also play in
0: your in your subconscious mind? Like, okay, my mom told me this when I was small, and now I'm with this drop dead gorgeous guy. I'm living this Hollywood lifestyle. I'm like living the life. It's like you kind of look at it like, am I worthy to be in this space?
2: Oh, absolutely. I said that every you know? day. I, it, I mean, and I even said it out loud. I said, you could be with anyone. Why are you with me? And, and I mean, which is like the worst thing that, yeah. that any woman could say out loud, right? Um, yeah. And and he said, I, I think you're beautiful. And I see so much more in you than these Hollywood starlets that throw themselves at me. Well, one of them threw and he caught you know that that was one of the demises of the relationship, and and she wasn't just a normal girl; she was the 25th anniversary Playboy playmate. So you know oh. that's kind of a hard hard playing field oh, level. My goodness, w- with, with that kind of competition, and and I understand it completely. I I do
1: I do. Uh, You're just taking that so well. I understand a playmate come along. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean you know really I mean.
2: We weren't <laughs> married, right? Yeah. He, yeah. You know, we were committed, but, but yeah, she was pretty awesome. So, anyway.
1: She was um, pretty awesome.
2: I think <laughs> I, you're pretty
1: awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So, um, fast forward.
2: Yeah. Then I married husband number two, who was from the Middle East. And the way that he presented himself was he completely adored me. And two weeks into the marriage, He said to me at a family gathering when I wanted to speak to all the men in the room versus be in the kitchen with the women cooking, uh, he asked me to go in the kitchen to help. And I said, they've got it handled. And he looked at me and he said, Lori, you are a Middle Eastern wife now. You will obey me. Yeah. So from there, (laughs) you can imagine it went downhill pretty
1: quickly.
0: Oh, Lori, I would have wow. been trying to break out of my skin at that at that point. Like, yeah. so
1: how it, how long did that one last?
2: That one was four and a half years. It took three and a half to to divorce him because wow. I had a, a big career and and he wanted maintenance and and he fought it tooth and nail.
1: But, he you wanted know, he you was, to give him a, that, that he, okay, this is a problem because, you know, it's a male dominated society, but I want you to take care of me. Oh, please, 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 yeah. please. That's yeah. interesting.
2: Yes. But, you know, here's the, here's the the whole tie in through all of these relationships is that I had low self-esteem. I had very low confidence. I was codependent. And so I went through my adult life in dating as a woman who, Felt completely unworthy, and yeah. I hooked on to men to feel whole. Yeah, and 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 I finally, in my sixties, have broken that completely. That now I'm at the exact opposite end, which could be a blessing in disguise or a curse. Who knows? But I I I was very codependent and needy, and I wanted my. I think still. so many
1: women are, Lori, and I'm yes. thinking- It's so Mm -hmm. sad that it takes us so long. And I think this is something we need to really consider as parents and mentors. All that damage, all those insecurities that are built, it takes so long, like just exorbitantly longer to overcome it than it did to build it up, it seems like. So third marriage, just real quick before we get into... Lori's dating tips.
2: Yeah, sure. the th- The third marriage was my expectation to last the rest of my lifetime, and sadly, it didn't. And um, I, we had some wonderful times together, and and I'll park it there.
1: So, did that one end mutually? Like you just mutually agreed to part? How did that one end?
2: I'll say yes because I now have an internet
1: troll. Oh, an and I'll leave it at that. Mm, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Okay, so you're single, sexy, and sixty. We'll Thank we'll you. go with that. <laughs> you know, Lori, what is it like to be dating out there? Is it a piranha tank? Is it just <laughs> slow little blips? What is it like?
2: Well, I'll tell you, it's it's the wild west is the way that I put it. It's filled with excitement and disappointment and hope. And whoa! <laughs> I'm glad that's not
0: mine. Oh yeah, it's... we have a we have a ranger that just likes to show up all the
2: time. But it's okay. Oh. Keep
0: going, Lori. We oh, want to hear. I love it. it. I love it.
2: <laughs> it's it's like nothing that I experienced in my twenties, thirties, and forties. What The main focus is different. Well, what's different is is the advent of dating apps. And with dating apps, there is always a steady supply of new people like shopping. You know, every day you get something in your inbox um, like you would on Amazon, you know, to hear today's deals. And it's the same thing on dating apps. Here's our new supply of men coming in, and here's our new supply of women <laughs> coming in.
1: Wow! And you can either. Add I them do the- love that. It's it's a it, in in some ways it's it evens a- the field up a little bit. It sounds like.
2: Yes. Okay. Let me ask you this: fitness.
1: Being yes. a long-term oh. matchmaker, you were you know, look at dating from all the angles back in the day, and now here, forty years later. Yeah. Which, which, which way do you prefer? The, the dating apps, or do you prefer the old days where you the, met people organically?
2: The old way, when you met people organically, you were really? introduced. You yes. met them at yeah. work. You met them at functions. Yeah. You met them at networking events. You met them in your community, and you had something to go on with them. You knew yeah. someone who knew them because because now people are, are are they're scammers. They're not everyone is well intended. There are a lot of of really, really horrible people out there. In fact, last year, th- th- I'm sorry, this year, internet dating scammers took $1 billion from people on dating apps, you know, coming up with lines that they need money, that their kid is sick, that their car needs repair. They have, you know, every wow. excuse in the book. So it's dangerous unless you really do your diligence and check and see what is this person about? And, and I always advise my clients to do that—to do thorough research.
0: Well, you know, I—I I think that I—I I like the old school dating as well, because you can't really see the layers of a person out and about, you know, if you meet them out outside and um, at a grocery store, at church, at, you know, at a friend's party, you can see them interact with people. You can't see somebody interact on a photo. They're just
1: yes. taking But well, what would you say reel. to the women who say, you know? I remember when I went through my first divorce and I was approaching 30. And I just felt like there were no single men my age around. And I was approaching 30. And I remember asking my friends, do you not know anyone? I worked in an office with all women. I wasn't a bar scene girl. I... As a single mom, I can't say I was all up in the church at that moment. That didn't, you know, twenty something years ago. That wasn't a super comfortable place. So I remember thinking, where can I connect with the men? I mean, for me, that was very difficult. So my persona at the barber shop, (laughs) the dating app thing sounds amazing because I can just go through these. So what do you say to women who? find it very difficult to meet anyone because I've heard that story over and over again. I don't know where there is. A, they don't know where the men are. Hmm.
2: Well, I'll tell you this too, ladies, that the men don't know where the women are either. It, it, it's a problem for both sexes. So being on a dating app is a great thing to have in your toolbox. I don't think that it should be the one and only thing that you rely on. Mm -hmm. I think that you still have to get out there and you still have to be involved in your community. And you have to place yourself in spots such as social clubs or sporting events or um, alumni associations or yoga classes or the gym. You have to put yourself out there because... Because Mr. Wright is not going to be knocking on your door. You still have to get out of your head but and into the
1: world. Yeah. You're working. You may still have children at home like teenagers. You're trying to keep up your home. How do women have time to go out and meet someone?
0: Well, Well, but then let's just add on to that really quick. What about the single mom? That doesn't want to have like Tom, Dick, and Harry up in her house either, you know. And I I was that, I was that mom. I didn't want to have a slew of men coming to pick me up Mm -hmm. on a date, right? You know, I didn't want to show my son that your mom loves food. And so I'm going to go and be a dinner hoe, you know, like I didn't want to show him that. A
1: dinner hoe. I love that. That would be me. If I get divorced, I'm going to be a dinner hoe. Take me to dinner.
0: <laughs> well, well, now, now, my son and I, we laugh about it because he's like, "Dang, mom, you were a dinner hoe back in the day." I'm all, "Yep," because <laughs> I got dinner and you didn't get anything else. So, uh-huh. <laughs> <Hilarious>. <laughs>
1: That's
2: funny. That's funny. So, so Lori,
1: so, yes. what do you think are the biggest challenges that women face dating, mm-hmm. whether it's their long term single or newly single? What are the mm-hmm. challenges that they face, and what what Good news do you have for them? Okay.
2: The good news is there are plenty of wonderful men out there. And and I know many wonderful men. There just wasn't chemistry between us. So I can attest to that, that there are plenty of great single guys available. I think mindset is really imperative here. I don't think it behooves anyone to go around with the idea there are no great men out there. Because that is what you're putting out, that there are no great men out there. I lead. Yeah, I hear I people say that all the good ones are taken. Yeah. They're all yeah. taken. They're well, they're not all taken. I'm testimony of that. I, I lead with, I'm ready. I'm ready when you are. I'm waiting for you. Come on over. And, and you know, I'm attracting some really great guys to me. And I enjoy dating. And, and the women who I coach are also experiencing the same. I think it's really important that women live in the moment and not get ahead of themselves as we do, you know, we go through this Disney phase that we think, you know, our Prince is going to show up. It takes work. It takes commitment. It takes investing time. And Gail, you asked, how do people do it? You just have to make the time, you know, like you make the time to go get your nails done and your hair done. You, you make the time dates. Don't have to be eight hours. Dates can be an hour meeting for coffee. You don't always have to have a long date with someone. You can well, have. What a-
0: happened? Yeah. Well, what happened when you know you said COVID hit things? Things switched for you, yeah. but you were still coaching people through this season, right? You were still yes. coaching them via mm-hmm. zoom and all of that. How are they meeting people and how are they dating? How were, I mean, like, were they just showing up for zoom dates? Like, what did that look like? Because we're still kind of in that season a little bit yeah, where people are. are still a little bit nervous to go out or they go out a little bit and then it's like, okay, but do I really want to be exposed to all of these people?
2: So yeah. what did that look like? Well, people were doing it online. Because we okay. really could not leave. So everyone was doing it online. And then what, what they would do is they would start with a phone call. And then I would suggest either you do FaceTime or you do a Zoom date. And then if you like that, then you can even order food in, or you could make dinner together, or you could have a drink together, you could have happy hour together. You know, you could read a book together, you could watch a movie at the same time. You know, imagine if if you were married and your spouse was stationed overseas. And you couldn't do these things together. So you figure it out. And and people got to know each other that way, which I think was really a clear-cut advantage rather than just having it be very surface. You know, you had the opportunity to dive deep into personalities and what's important to people. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, the way the numbers are going, I think we're going to be switching back to it, unfortunately. And then when you do meet in person, you're very protected. You're outside. You're wearing a mask and you try to stay six feet apart. And, of course, limit the people
1: who you're around if you can. That mask thing, that's yeah. got to be sexy. <laughs> yeah,
2: oh, oh, it's like, for me, it's like taking a bra off. You know, it's like, shh, yeah, shh. <laughs> here come my wrinkles.
1: You <laughs> can't even see the smile. So, so what I do you think, midlife women out there who are feeling somewhat lonely, who maybe have not gotten into the game you know, with with strong intentionality, and that's what I hear you saying, that you've got to really be intentional mm-hmm. if you really want this, and I think that just goes in so beautifully with all the things we talk about in midlife. Be intentional. Use your words. Say what you want. If you're lonely, say you're lonely. If you want a man, say you want a man. There's mm-hmm. no pride to be found in denying your desires and saying, I don't want a man just, if you don't great, but if you do just say, yeah, I'd like to have somebody. Um, but where do you see women going wrong? Where, what do they do wrong in the dating world? Mm, Oh, that's such a
2: great (laughs) question. I, you know, how many hours do we have here? I think, I think that women's expectations of men are extremely high and unobtainable. I think the you know, list. Of, Laurie, <laughs> oh my God. the list. Oh, yes. The list.
0: Can the we list. talk about that? The, the list. list.
2: The list. The list. Every man needs to be 6'2". I do not mm-hmm. understand this. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. They need to make $250,000 a year, mm-hmm. be a C-suite executive. I don't subscribe to this theory at all. They have these requests and needs and must-haves that are just you're not you're not offering that, so how is the expectation so misguided? Ouch! That, <laughs> <Yeah>. know, <laughs> well, I mean, that, I hate to say yes.
0: it. No, but it's, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But do you? Let, let me ask you this: Do you notice that men don't have lists, or that men don't? Women, they don't, right? I've noticed no. that too. They have their they have their particulars. Yes. you know, but it's not. A set in stone thing where women are like, Nope, you gotta do this, 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 this and this.
2: Oh, it's so it's so unfair because there's so many like I said, there are so many great guys who are not six two. <laughs> and
1: who Don't make mm. that also, kind of money. To me, takes some of the magic out of it. When you talk mm-hmm. about going down a list, like if you had to put my husband and I on paper, like if we had to come to Lori, the dating coach, and given you our papers, I don't yeah. know if you would have made us a match. We're 13 years apart, um, but we—I don't know. It, it would not have necessarily looked good on paper. You wouldn't have automatically said these two are a match. But it's when you scratch off the surface things and get to like what kind of people are you like? One thing that really connects my husband and I is we are the type of people who always want to do better. We're always growing. And that is not something that people would normally put on a list or come up, you know, just in quick conversation. It's something you realize over time. And it's really a big deal because if you're a person that desires growth and you're always evolving and your partner is not, you will quickly become disenchanted with one another. So yes. that's not something I would have known to look for, or ask for, but it's one of the most deeply abiding things about our relationship that Makes it work because we do that together. We he'll grow in an area, then I'll grow in an area and we'll talk about our growth. We read books, we listen to podcasts, we watch documentaries, we do all those dorky, nerdy things. But then we go talk about it and we share that. And if my husband wasn't into growth and evolution change, um. I don't think, I don't think we would have made it. So I think there's things in there that we don't even know what we're looking for.
0: Gail is over here, Lori, that she's got all this bliss. And I'm just over here with my husband, like, can you help me pull up my pants over my butt, please? Because this is just not working. And that's how (laughs) you can't get your pants (laughs) over your butt. Oh,
1: dear Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. That's, that's, no. you're already in the marriage for that christina this is this oh is not God. going well no we have fights um we don't agree on everything um but the, I, I, when you look at what really makes it last over time it's usually not the things on the list it's not high yeah. it's not hair color it's not absolutely you know it's these deep connections it's a worldview it's things that we would never put on the list. So I feel That's like that right. list probably was in like Cosmo or something a million years ago and it became mm-hmm. the thing and now it's way outdated. So women. Yeah, where, where did this come from? Nix the Sorry. list. I think it was on all the magazines, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it
2: was. And and a lot of matchmakers still use that list. You know, what are your must-haves? What are your non-negotiables? And, and, and I have my clients write these lists. And then after they've written the list, I say, I want you to throw that list away. And I Good want you to you. tell me what, what you really want, what you really deep oh. down want. And 10 out of now, 10 It's fair to
1: have some non-negotiables, don't you think? Like for me, non-negotiables were things like drugs, pornography, right. employment.
2: <laughs> right. Right.
1: Hygiene I mean, is a big one yeah, for you me. You brush your teeth. <laughs> You know, there there are. I mean, so don't anyone get the idea we're thinking. And I think, I think the problem for a lot of women is they do have those really good non-negotiables, and they second-guess themselves when they meet someone because, in their desperation, they think that's the only chance they're going to get.
2: Do you see that a
1: lot? That they backtrack. They. Negotiate I do with I do, do. they are yeah. afraid
2: you know they they're living in a scarcity mindset that well I better take this guy because I may, you know another one kind of like my first marriage mm. another one may not come along you know especially right. in midlife and beyond but but the bottom line is we all at the end of the day every woman every man wants someone who is going to say I love you I'm here for you I'm here to support you and I have your back and yes. the bottom line, that's what we that's all it. want. The other stuff it, is like heated leather seats. It doesn't matter.
0: Seats. Right. You know, that's so funny, Lori, because one of the things that um, I I tell people how I met my husband, it was through a friend. Um, they were at dinner.
1: I came over <laughs> to the She had a table. list.
0: I did. I, well, <laughs> you know, because I... I was just, I wasn't expecting to meet anybody. You know, that wasn't the expectation. Mm -hmm. I was just living my best life. And lo and behold, Just kind of dropped him into my world, and I was like, Mm. Okay, well, let's just see what happens here. So I'm like, How tall are you? He's all I'm six one. I'm all yeah, right. You're (laughs) probably like five eight. Do you have hair underneath your hat? And he's like, Yeah, I'm all sure you do. And then he took it off. I'm like, Oh, okay, you have hair. He stood up. I, you know, I'm only five foot.
1: So, so why are we doing a six foot person? You're only five foot. See, you (laughs) could have taken one of the five four guys off the market. (laughs) And left the six-footers for the women who are 5'9". See, that's unfair. No, you have you no. have stepped outside your boundaries and messed things up <laughs> for fine. that poor woman who's 5'9". Nice. Oh,
0: well, too bad. He's Big mine now. Big Kev is gone. But, but, you know, when it came down to it, my husband has a good heart. And mm. he is a great nurturer. And that was something that I didn't know I needed, but that I wanted yeah, or maybe subconsciously wanted, and he's he's awesome, but it was not on the list. You know, again, we we look at these lists and we think that's the end all be all, and it's really not that. It's it's what comes after the list.
2: Yeah, so, you know, I, I want to share something that I I had a client recently that she told me exactly what it is that she wanted, and and if if he didn't have these things, he wouldn't be. She wouldn't respect him. Wow. And I finally had the chutzpah to say to her are you looking for a man are you looking for status and and, and it floored her and it was it was direct but I had to say it because it was the truth that it, what we it, why do we need that We don't mm. we don't need that. what we need is is stability, kindness, love, compassion. Someone who's going to be there and show up. You know, yeah. I mean, we all have bad days. We're all going to go through shit. There are going to be mm. good times, bad times. It gets messy. It gets ugly. You'd want someone who's not going to say, oh, look, there goes the 25th anniversary playmate. I'm going to, I'm going to, go, after, I'm going to go after her now.
1: <laughs> like, so, Lori, nah. um, <laughs> if someone is going to navigate this dating world. And so they're going to do the apps. What <laughs> guidelines, what, what, what tips do you have for them on, because I told y'all I'm kind of a fan. I think, I think it would be fun. It, it for my personality, I think it would have worked. Um, you know, who knows for sure. I'm not there. Oh Lord. But um, <laughs> you know, what, what would you say to women who are thinking about that or have tried it? You know, what are the What are the ways to make that work?
2: Well, great pictures. If you're doing online dating, great, great pictures and a catchy, interesting online profile. And in that profile, the profile should be written as if it's a story and you're including the man in the story rather than Mm. I am a vice president of U.S. Bank. I run marathons 25 times a year. I'm, you know, I am, sit on a board. That person
1: of, sounds boring.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, and a guy is going to read this and say, oh, I don't fit in here. But if you say what you love and what, what you want your future to look like and paint a picture in the story of, of how he can fit in, you're going to get a lot better result. Than than a list. You know, a lot of women, you know, must have they'll write literally must have. Must not, you know, you don't have. You are at least this. You make at least this. No one's gonna touch that because it shows that they're all about status and and the stuff that really doesn't matter. And guys wanna at, attach to us with their hearts. You know, they want. They also want to feel safe and loved and adored and and understood, just like women do. You know, we're not yeah. that different. Okay, well, yeah, we yeah. are. You know, you know where, but, but that's <laughs> no. The differences. differences Lori. We're not, they want to be affirmed. They definitely
0: want to be affirmed. So, Lori, mm-hmm. can you give us and an needed. example? Yeah, they mm-hmm. do. They want to feel affirmed and needed and valued. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do, and yeah. I think that's just human nature you know, yeah. as well. But Lori, I, we want to hear an example because we have heard an example of your fabulous um, writing skills. And Aww. so can you share with our audience so just just one, um, you know, quick example of how you show up for your clients and, and how you um, engage them in a story that includes the man
2: Okay. So do you want me to, to tell you about a profile that I wrote? Okay. All yes. right. Okay. Yes. Okay. So this one, it, this isn't going to be verbatim because I don't have it pulled up on my screen, but, um, she's a realtor. And, um, the first line is, um, new to market won't last long. And then it oh, goes in <laughs> and then it, it, which is you know a call to action. Okay, guys, you got to get on this right now. And then it says, um, Mid-60s modern, many upgrades, home is filled with love, light, and laughter, seeking a man who does not have to have a gut rehab.
1: And that's it. I love that. So it <laughs> says a lot about who she is. Yes. But mm-hmm. without going into a list of do's and don'ts.
2: Exactly. So she's saying that, that her home is filled with love and laughter and music, which she loves. You know, I also think that I put something in about, you know, updated kitchen or gourmet kitchen. Uh, You know, I I described it as a beautiful home. And and even in that, a man would be attracted to. Wow, this sounds like a really nice nest that I could get into. And clever, too.
1: So do you have some favorite dating apps that seem to... Be a little better fit for women who maybe are closer to 50 and past 20?
2: Yes. So the three that I really love are Bumble, which is where the woman makes the move first so she can choose the man. The next one would be OK Cupid, and the third one would be Match. Now, Match is very, very highly popular. Mm-hmm. And going into the new year, is when it is flooded, every dating app is flooded with new singles signing up because they waited for the holidays to be over, and they're saying, okay, I'm going to get on this now, like they're going to the gym, they're going to get on these (laughs) dating apps, we're going to get fit, we're going to find a woman, we're going to find a man.
1: People are doing everything. They're going to start skincare, they're going to get their finances in order, it's it's January. You know, February first, so- everybody's back in the same shithole that we're in. No, I'm just kidding. It's yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> stupid. Exactly. It's so stupid. But it's don't a lot of the stupid. apps
1: also have deals this time of year for yes. you to give their app a chance. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Got you. But I,
2: I do want to throw out that the apps, the algorithms of the apps, and I don't want to disappoint anyone, but I have to speak the truth here. The algorithms are so you don't meet someone because <gasps> they want it's a business. Okay, it's a business. They want you to stay on his lines. You can't. I swear to God.
1: Yes, they yes. they
0: just want you to like hook up and keep out, keep going out there and keep yes. using. Well, because their you're app. paying a
1: monthly fee, right? Yes. So they yes. they're not interested in you finding a match and getting off the app. They're interested in you.
0: Okay. Now so I'm
1: heartbroken. That? Yeah,
0: that uh-uh. really is sucky. Well, okay. Well, so now, let me ask you this, yeah. Lori. Before you go uh, on to yeah. the next thing. What about eHarmony? Because I I have some clients that, you know, made a really good match on eHarmony and Mm -hmm. that seemed to work. So I I don't really hear much about it anymore. Is that something
2: that is valuable too? I used it and I didn't like it at all. I felt it was clunky and old and it needed updating and the choices were slim to none. And there were just more people on the other apps on Bumble, Match, and Mm. OkCupid.
1: So do the algorithms Mm. work differently on each app? Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm.
2: Yes, they do. Oh. So
1: just because you're not having success on one app, that doesn't necessarily mean this is not for you. You should try different apps. Is that what I hear you saying? You should. In
2: my opinion, you should be on two apps at a time Mm. because there are different people on different apps and you want to open up your opportunity to meet someone. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Here's another thing. There are a lot of scammers on these apps. Like I said before, there are a lot of fake profiles. So I'm happy to work with women to alert them and, and, and instruct them and educate them what to look for on these apps. Because
1: So give it's us three, to be true. three red flags to look for.
2: Okay. Three red flags. The pictures that they put up are usually in foreign countries. And they look like they were professionally done. That's one thing. Um, When they answer, when you start texting them, their answers are very vague and they're very short. And they don't ask you one question at all. Mm. Number number three, and this is my tip. This is my secret. This is what I do. Um, I will say, quickly, before you go, name three major streets in, let's say, Cincinnati. If you're in Cincinnati. Name three major streets. Okay, if the guy's in Cincinnati, he's going to know three major streets. If you're in Cincinnati, you'll know three, right? But right. if there's this lull, if there's this drag, and it takes him forever to do it, that right there is a red flag that he's he's a scammer.
1: Yeah, he's trying to Google it really quick.
2: and You know, I'm laughing about (laughs) the foreign countries
1: because, you know, we all get those inbox people on social media. And I I laugh because I'm like, if you you only knew what you're inboxing, buddy. But they're always (laughs) these things. Military, great father, patriotic, uh, uh, dog. They, They seem to have these things they include every time. It's just such a... I get the same different pictures, different story, but it fits the same profile. Do you see that on the dating apps too that the scammers tend to fit these same profiles?
2: Yes, they're offshore engineers. They're offshore drilling engineers, Mm -hmm. which I Mm -hmm. find interesting because I'm in Wisconsin Mm -hmm. and there's no offshore drilling anywhere around.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're dealing at, they're out there like woe be gone doing the offshore drift. (laughs) Wow. Yeah,
2: yeah. They yes.
1: think everybody wants, you know, a good father with a dog. I mean, it just cracks me up. The ones I get military all the time, and they want to show pictures of you in their uniform. Okay, so <laughs> what, you you talked about putting up good pictures of yourself. So mm-hmm. here's the question, how good of a picture? Do you put up that picture that's really been highly mm. filtered, that they wouldn't recognize you on the street? Or do you just put up your best Real picture. You put up your best
2: real picture, and you don't put it with three of your friends because if the guy is scrolling, he doesn't know which one you are, and he may oh want gosh. one of your friends instead of you. Instead, yeah, of my you. friends are yeah. too
1: freaking cute. Yeah, like I'm gonna put myself <laughs> up with Christina. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so.
2: Yeah, but for the picture I tell people all the time be- I'm
1: needing some fat, ugly friends. <laughs> Because I need to this. I was always the other girl. I, I need I need some ugly homies. So, okay. Oh. So you're going to put up these yeah. decent pictures, and then, um, you know, I, I assume the way this works that you make some kind of connection there. Mm-hmm. What yes, kind of questions? Do. What what things do you want to ask? How do you proceed in this to find out if this guy is for real or not? Like, what should you well, do?
2: Well, the first thing that I always say it's nice to virtually meet you. What keeps you busy? You know, what are mm. your passions? Okay. So that gives them an opportunity to talk about what they do, what their hobbies and interests are. And, and everybody likes to talk about themselves, right? Exactly. And here's the here's the clincher. Let's see if he responds back by saying, "And what are your favorite things to do?" You you know, uh, uh, there are, it's important that there's a conversation. Okay. Yes. So, so you know when you have someone who is only saying hi, howdy, yeah, sure, uh huh, you don't oh. really want to engage. You just, you know, no. you you just
0: swipe, they're they're swipe, looking swipe they're away. looking for more than just a dinner hoe. They're looking for a real life,
2: a real life, exactly. <laughs> and and and, ladies, this is really important for for our listeners to remember that. Most people are on these apps are seeing more than one person at a time. Mm. Mm. So, so we do should they tell not, you that? No, it's, it's a given. They have to. Oh, it's no, a given. It's a given. Okay. So you should it's just assume.
0: Given.
2: Assume that they're talking to more than one woman. They're mm-hmm. dating more than one woman until they say, "I want to get off these apps
1: and I want to be exclusive with you." You just have to assume that. So, should that be part of the discussion of exclusivity? Is that you get off the apps?
2: You should or you not pause get off your any... app. Well, well, you you have to meet in person before you. You know, you have to develop a relationship before you get off the app. But sure, y- you want but to If get it comes off... to
1: the point of discussing exclusivity, does that need yes. to be one of the tenets of the agreement? Is that you get off yes. the app? Yes, mm. exactly, exactly. Okay, okay, good to know. But all right. I have the million-dollar question, literally. Mm -hmm. Is there ever a time that you should exchange any type of financial benefit with someone on a dating app, meaning cash, a ticket, a place to stay? uh, Is there any reason there should ever be any monetary gain given or any like type a sugar of baby? Are we talking about like sugar babies? Is that what you're uh, saying? Well, I'm Just talking about this whole thing. Like <laughs> we said, there are a lot of scammers out there, and I'm thinking, oh. who? I get it because I do have Never. a soft heart, and I get that they reel you in, and then comes the request for money. But there is there any time that you've ever seen that that's appropriate and ended in a good place? Never. Hmm. And here's another tip: do not
2: give anyone your real phone number. Also, come no, really. up with an. Oh, oh tell me about so that. Mu- yeah, okay. let's, let's. So go they there can extract so much information by just mm-hmm. typing in your phone number in Google and finding out who you are, where your address is. They it they can see your location, um, on the app if you've traveled away from home. For example, you know, mine says right now Racine, Wisconsin. If I were to go up to Milwaukee, it would say Milwaukee, that I'm in Milwaukee. So someone could feasibly look at my phone number, get my address, and rob me. Okay? I, oh, I see, really don't scary. want to plant the voice of fear into you know every woman who's listening to this into their heart, but this could happen. So, so if you I, wanted there... to do a phone
1: call, would you use like um, Google <laughs> Google calling Google through voice. apps or like Facebook or um you can talk through those kind of, is that what you mean to WhatsApp do? What's the? Not
2: Facebook, not Facebook uh. because you have to you have to be you have to show who you are on Facebook. So get a Google phone number. They're mm-hmm. free. you can hook it up it rings through your phone. You can get a burner phone and there are also apps. I have a uh, my, my app for my phone. I have two different phone numbers but my second number is um, it's called burner. The app is called burner. And it's $5 a month, and I can make calls, I can text, I can receive calls through that. And Use your never number,
1: developed. 1-800-DATE-ME. <laughs> <Could> <laughs> resist. Could resist. No, no but you really, you want to be safe. You really, okay, you I never would have thought of that. I would have totally given out my phone number and thought, what's someone going to do with my phone number? Okay, I want to go yeah. back to the money, because oh. I want the women to hear this. Okay. Lori said, there has never never been an instance she's seen where it was okay to exchange money or a ticket or a mm. um, I know check cashing that's another one you might you want to explain how that goes for people I, I I can't answer that I don't
2: know oh are you saying that someone is going to send oh I know they're going to like send it through PayPal or some like Venmo or like or something?
1: check coming in and mm-hmm. they need it to be cashed in the states or they're going to be able to cash it when they get to the states but they need a for a, 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 a I don't know what is that somebody like else like a, another person a, they need an advance that's the word I was mm-hmm. looking yeah. for that yeah. advance yeah. of those funds yeah. to get to the United States and as soon as they get here they're going to cash that check and give your money back y'all Lori's telling you she's an expert she's done this for a very long time Never. There's not one time that she's seen that work out or be appropriate. Not for a no. sick child, not a broken down car, not a medical emergency, not my mom needs food, not I'm trying to get to the... St- there. Mm. Is, if money, if you were asked for money, it's a hard stop. Right, Lori? Yeah, it is.
2: It's a hard stop. And you report this person on the app of what they're doing. So it doesn't happen to another and woman. And it may
1: not be a direct ask. It may sound something like... And I'm, I'm, I'm just speaking from what I've seen and heard. It may sound something, let me back up and say this. A lot of okay. times it's not a hard to ask. It's describing a situation that gets you with, as the woman to volunteer it. Right? Right. Mm-hmm. So they describe, oh, I'd love to come see you. I just can't till this happens or I can't right now. or And the woman says, well, you know, she starts thinking, he's not asking. He knows what he's doing. That's part of the scam. Right, Lori? Yes, absolutely. I have a girlfriend whose mother was scammed
2: out of $20,000. <gasps> and these people prey oh. on women, midlife, and older women who they see as lonely mm. and having it's- some dollars. Exactly, it's horrific because they want to be with someone. These guys are experts, they're women, whatever they are. I, you know, I it don't may want even to be money.
1: I'm out of the country and can't use my credit card. Yes,
2: I'm stuck. Yes, yes, yes. So, can please help I me? can't yeah. use my credit card oh, in this well. country.
1: So, can you put that on your card and I'll send you the cash, y'all? I just want you to know this can look a lot of different ways, but if it involves in any way you forwarding, advancing, giving, loaning money or a ticket somewhere, or payment of something for them. It's a no. It's a hard no. Don't second guess yourself. Don't say, this is the exception. Don't say, but he. It's a no. It's a no. And, and
2: don't say, well, he's different and I'm different. It's just a no. Mm, and that's no, another no. reason never to give out your phone number. Because that that schnook has your phone number now and can find out so much about you. I love it. Wow. Sh- I didn't no. know that.
1: The phone <laughs> Okay. So once you have identified someone you want to get to know better, yes. what are the next steps? Like at what time do you ask to do a video call? Because... I think that's when things get real of finding out who this person really is, because you can tell a lot in a video call, right? Lori, background, oh my God. location. That,
0: yeah. And like, where do they do, where do they do their video call? Like, do they do it in their office? Do they do it in their home? Do they do it like... How does that work? If another woman
1: walks by the background, Mm -hmm. this could be.
2: Well, no. And and their availability as well. Are they only available during the day? That's one thing. You know, that's another telltale. They could be at the office doing it. And could they do it at night? No, they're busy at night. They've got this club and that club and this sport and, you know, every other excuse in the book. But here's what I do. I'll text. We'll text back and forth for a day, a day, day and a half, maybe two. And then either one, either I'll suggest or the guy will suggest, hey, would you be interested in a phone call? Yes, I'd like to do a phone call. Then you use your safe phone number, okay, not your own. And then you talk for maximum an hour. I try to do it in a half an hour. And then if you hit it off there, then you move either to Zoom or um Face, if you do FaceTime, I don't really know if you can use your Google number through FaceTime. So I'd stay safely on Zoom. That's what mm-hmm. I would do. I would do it on Zoom. And then that's going to be very telling. Um, what does the person really look like? Do the pictures match the man? Because mm. sometimes, I mean, I've been on dates. And, and this is why I, I only do this route. That that men have shown up and I'm looking and I'm going, he'll say, hi, I'm Stephen." I'll go, no, you're not. You know, and he'll Cat say, yeah, I am. And I'll go, uh-uh, you're not Steve. I want the Steve who's in the picture to show up. So, mm. yeah,
1: that was well, a Also, abysmal. you know, if you're talking to someone, it's noon Eastern, and it's they're supposed to be on Eastern time, it's pitch black outside their home. That <laughs> might be a sign. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're on Eastern time sure. now. Christina <laughs> doesn't understand the time zones, but she nice. could get that one. <laughs> but, you know, look for those kind of clothes, right, Lori? Like, yes. You know, Be look observant. at how oh, they're dressed, Be look observant. at the background, mm-hmm. look at, you know, look at patterns, mm-hmm. look at, you know, are they willing to do that video? Are they, mm-hmm. you know, so how long would you let it go before you did give them your real phone number? A few dates. Now, a yeah. date is like getting on Zoom, you calling that, is that a date? In person. You're meeting oh. in person. Okay, so okay. We, when,
0: it's- so, so. When do you when do you get the sexy time? Like no, wait what a minute. We haven't
1: even like? had a date yet,
0: Christina. I know, but some <laughs> listen, these hoes in these streets go really quick nowadays, okay. I was Let me going just on at what point do
1: you actually so, meet them live and in person and so, what does it look like to be safe? And Christina's <laughs> want to know when you get it on. Holy moly. I miss all I'm, I'm... Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Listen,
0: well, dipping I in mean, doing. i dipping and doing, but listen, I, I have a, I have a thing. Where, poor Lori. She's like, oh my gosh, y'all are amazing. Um, hey, Lori, are we
1: not your favorite podcast? Go I on. love you guys. This is so much fun. Oh my gosh. Can you see it's us so, on a dating app? World watch out if we ever got on a dating oh app. Oh my gosh. So no, like, yeah. okay, you do a couple of Zooms and then you meet live, I assume. And what should that look like for a woman to be safe?
2: Only do one Zoom. Okay. You oh, just fudge! One, one, okay. one Zoom, then you meet. You know, we want this thing to move along. We don't yeah. want to stay on these apps. Our, you know, our intention is getting off these apps and getting into a relationship with
1: someone. That is a Okay, that's So what you, want. you are focusing on people in your geographic locality.
2: Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. has or, there, and has there been any success
1: with outside of that though?
2: Well, now hold 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 a minute. Of here. course Let there is, share. Christina.
1: The, do you not watch <laughs> 90 Day Fiance? Oh, Lord, here we My go. My favorite freaking okay. show. So no. stupid. No. <laughs> there have been some I, great matches, made. Oh, I'm, I'm going to sure. share.
2: I'm, I'm going to share that, that I knowingly um, had a video. Uh, we had FaceTime together um, with a man who lives in a different state. And then he flew out. He had a conference that he had to go to. He, he was presenting a paper. He's an academic. Um, He Mm. happened to be in Chicago, and so I got to meet him. I know, yeah, yeah. There we
0: um, go. Yeah, Yeah, he's brilliant,
2: Uh, a naughty professor. (laughs) Brilliant, yeah. You're like, can you wear those glasses?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Talk academia to me, baby.
2: Uh, (laughs) Gosh. So, so we 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 talk we talked then we then we did um, FaceTime. And I'll tell you why I gave him my phone number. And and, and I am, I, I really checked him out before I gave him my phone number. I saw who he was. he was. He's a Google scholar. He graduated from MIT. He was the head of the physics department for a major university. It was all there. This was the guy. The pictures matched who he said that he was. So I felt it was safe to give him my number. And it, it was very safe. He's a good guy. What was the
0: question again? <laughs> I, I'm oh, just wondering. Uh, you said
1: you only do. <laughs> and, and I was talking about you obviously are focusing on locality. And I know a lot of people get tired of their locality and they start this, yeah. you know, okay, I'll go another yes. state. And then before you know it, you're in Bahrain. And, you know, tell us a little bit about that. You should stick okay. to local. Or, well, like, is it your tri-city area? What are your rules on that? I think
2: that we all want someone as close as possible. But, you know, once you've gone fishing and the, the pond is dry, you know, we have to go to another pond, right? So, No, I, I would be okay. that
1: girl. If I was in the market, I would get attached to some Italian I mean, or a Greek. Oh, my gosh, a Greek yeah. person. I love yeah. Greek yeah. people. I but would totally do that.
2: It's okay if... In my opinion, I know that this is old-fashioned. It comes from my upbringing, but to me, if a man is interested, he gets on a plane. You do not fly out to meet him.
1: Absolutely, he comes
2: to you. Hmm. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, so you are to- okay you know. with
1: extending the geography a little bit, especially some places may not be as rich in options as others. So you're okay with that under the right circumstances.
2: Oh, absolutely. In fact, I I actually am looking for someone outside of my geographical area because I want to move away from here. So I'm very open to that. So <laughs> Come
1: on down here to the south, baby. <laughs> oh, I, I
2: don't know. my stars. I'd love to, dog
1: <laughs> Yes, we'll give you some palpitations <laughs> down here. Oh, um. It's getting warm in here. Anyway, um, so. yes, I when you, when it I, comes to, that's where we're going with the, okay, couple of, no, one Zoom, you said, one Zoom rule, then you well, meet yep. in person. What does that meeting need to look like for safety? Because I think. Coffee. 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 And how long? And how long? Hour. Hour okay. and a
2: half.
0: That's it. And and then, it, it, and, and it's not like coffee and. You're telling them what you, yeah. Well, coffee and sex. <laughs> coffee and candy. No,
1: oh um, <laughs> y'all are hung up a yard, just getting right to it,
0: <laughs> but no, I, here, here's why. Coffee I hose. I had. Yeah, coffee has. Well, I had, I had um, a client one time hook me up with her uncle and we met for coffee. He was probably, um, I would say he was probably like 15 years older than me. This is before I got married. And he came to coffee and basically what he did was told me everything that he wanted and was waiting for like me to be the match, I guess, and had Told me I've been married twice, um, and I am not looking for any more friends. And I was all, oh, oh, okay. So, what what does that mean? I mean, I get it, but I'm like, I'm really not vibing here. Like, I don't like that you're telling me all your blah 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 up front. So. What does that look like when they when they engage in coffee? Not spilling your beans, right? Not not laying it literally all out the of coffee lines. beans. Well, literally. <laughs> yeah. Like seriously.
1: Don't so do let's that, start right? With, that's okay. a bad okay.
0: that's a bad thing, right? Let's start with
1: you know. this. Do you, yeah. do you is it close to your home or do you intentionally throw them off by picking a location a little distance from your home in town?
2: I say that you meet halfway. I think that that's fair. Okay. I think that, that if he wants to pick up the tab on the coffee, that's great, but that wouldn't be the expectation. Now here's what really? I do before. Here's now, what I if do that before. schmuck
1: can't buy me a damn cup of coffee, yeah, I'm I like, know.
2: but I see, agree. here's
1: what I'm thinking too. I would not take them to my preferred local everyday coffee shop. Yeah. Right. neither. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Is that what? Right. Okay. So. Right. I'd made halfway. And an objective place. And I don't want people in there calling out my name or coming over and talking to me either. If right. it's, that's another reason I wouldn't go to my coffee shop.
2: Right. But here's what I do. I take a selfie. I send it to my best friend and another friend to let them know what I'm wearing. I text when I get there. I let them know the address of where I am. When I'm finished with the date, I text them and say, I'm safe. I'm done. Then we get on the phone. Oh, it was great. Oh, my God. my God. Oh, my God. This guy, oiga volt. you know, and you start this whole thing of how good or bad the date was.
1: Vey. What? What about a picture with him in it? If you
2: hit it off, you can do a selfie with him. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, I'm I thinking know, that would be a good way to
1: get rid of a creeper is offer to, let's go ahead and get a picture together. And then you have a picture of him if you go missing. I think that sounds brilliant. <laughs> I think it is too. I'm yeah. so. But what about I, the I'm conversation? Ready. Like, what does that
0: conversation look like? I really want to know, you know, because I think sometimes people start to overshare. And so Mm -hmm. do you coach your, your clients to be very, maybe things closer to their heart, you know, keep things closer to their heart before they lay it all out
2: on the line? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, absolutely. So that's the thing. When it goes over an hour to an hour and a half, that's when you start like saying, Oh, you take that deep breath and, it's, and you say, well, I guess I could share a little bit more. And, and then you start getting into what happened. I didn't know
1: why. I see. Yeah. I see. Yes, that's the reason.
2: You You're, oh, I'm letting my guard down and he looks Okay, so shape, anything and...
1: you should not share on a first meeting.
2: Well, you shouldn't talk about your exes. That's in the past that's in your rear view mirror and you should not badmouth your exes and you should just focus on, here's who I am right now. I'd like to know, here's what I'd like to, to do with the rest of my life. I'd like to travel here and there. Where would you like to travel? A question I always like to ask is if you won Powerball, what would you do with that money? Mm, that's that a gets great question. people thinking like, that's a really good one because then you can see if they have a philanthropic heart. You know, if they yes. say, well, I buy ten yes. Ferraris and then I buy a home that's ten thousand square feet and blah blah blah. Okay, they're completely self-absorbed and that isn't someone you necessarily want. But maybe it is. Maybe I love that, that question. What would you that's do? That's a really if you won good question.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a really good question. Yes.
2: Well, I glory- joke around. Wait, one more. There's one that I joke around, which is. Um, what would your parole officer tell me that I wouldn't think of asking you? Now, you don't have to say about the parole officer, but you could say. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) What would would you, what should I know about you? What would you like to tell me about you that I wouldn't think of asking you? Mm. What was the happiest day of your life? Now, most men say it was the day that my child was born. And I'll say, aside from the day that your children were born, what's the happiest day of your life? What did that look Mm. like? What did it feel like? And you hopefully get them to say, well, how about you? What was yours? So it's a conversation. So that those three questions, unless you are complete deadbeat. So just to review, we're not
1: talking about work. We're not talking about yeah. past relationships. Mm-hmm. And we're not talking about sex. We're talking about right. real connection here. We're not yes. talking about sexy time. We're going into the future. We're looking at what, and I think this ties in again so well with midlife. What do you want your life to look like? Yep. And you're interviewing someone to be part of that. So if we go into it, ladies, with that idea. And, you know, the same thing applies to friendships, all relationships. What do we want our life to look like? And let's fill it with those people. Mm -hmm. I can't believe another hour has gone by. And we always love chatting with you, Lori. Um, Mm -hmm. One (laughs) last tidbit of advice you would give ladies who are looking. What's the one thing you want to leave them with? Oh, it's be hopeful, be hopeful for the
2: future. And that can include a partner and it, but it doesn't have to because our Mm. lives can be full and rich and lovely and brilliant and everything we want them to be without a partner. And you know, we can have great male friends
1: that Mm -hmm. we explore the city with, or we do things with, or even maybe travel with a little bit, depending on it doesn't always have to be leading to marriage, you know? Right. I right. think what Christina and I, and I'll let Christine speak for herself, but what I would want to know is, you know, during any season of life, you can have a very full and rich life, but we do have yes. to be intentional about creating that and about looking for it, about knowing who we are and what we really want. And I think a lot of women get in trouble there because they've not taken the time and done the work to know what they really want and what will make them happy. And mm-hmm. then they're unwilling to risk Saying it and claiming that they want that in case it doesn't happen, that feels too risky and too painful. Y'all, things like that in life are worth the risk. Um, Say what you want and claim what you Mm -hmm. want because that clock's ticking. So what say ye, Christina, before we go? I mean, I'm I'm with you on that.
0: I think that you need to know who you be in order to develop relationships in any Mm -hmm. aspect of life and when you know yourself well enough you're able to engage and the engagement will help you to recognize hmm is this the right fit hmm is there a red flag and if you know that gut feeling then you can really operate out of it but if you don't know then you're going into every relationship blind and that is not a good place to be because you'll go through many relationships and you'll probably be dipping and doing with the wrong people. And that's never good either because who wants that, you know? So I'm with you. Totally. Yeah, with you, how Anna. can
1: you possibly find a match for yourself if you don't know who you are? Mm-hmm. That yep. would be like trying to put together a puzzle and you don't have the piece in your hand, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. oh my gosh, thank you, Lori. And Lori, thank where you. can to connect with you?
2: So people can find me at my website, which is SmartFunnySingle.com. They can find me on Instagram, SmartFunnySingle, and also on Clubhouse under Lori Mendelssohn. And it's uh, L-O-R-I-M-E-N-D-E-L-S-O-H-N. And I would love for anyone to reach out to me with questions or just for chat. Make a connection.
1: And if you need Lori's services, she's, she's down. I I think I would hire you, Lori, in a heartbeat. So also our blog is up and going on our website and these fabulous ladies that are coming on our show, most of them are writing blog posts for us as well so that you can get a little more of their content. So Lori shared a beautiful, meaningful piece with Mm -hmm. us. I hope you'll go check that out. Now today, We're going to just end with talking about one sponsor because it's a new affiliate and I'm super excited about it. And it's Bossa Bars. Bossa Bars is a menopausal um, snack bar. Energy bar it's a protein for bar. women, mm-hmm. yeah, and it was designed by a menopausal woman for other menopausal women. She was in um, during COVID, realized she was packing on some weight with snacks, and she wanted a snack that was healthy and good and didn't pack on pounds. So these are vegan, gluten free, they're full of things like cacao and dates and um. M- Matcha powder. Is that what it was, Christina? Yes. I'm to pick up all these ingredients. But Christina, you just got yours in. Tell them about it. Mm. They are so good. That's a nice
0: little snack right after a workout. So um, I eat that with my little protein drink and it's perfect. It keeps me going and I really like it. I really like
1: it. You know what I noticed is just satiety. I really Mm -hmm. felt satisfied after I ate. It's not a very big bar. It's not going to be super fudgy and all your teeth, but it's a good hit of like chocolate. You get the feeling of some sweetness, but I remember it abating my hunger and, and staying satisfied for a while. So. Thank cool the generous people over at bossabars.com have given us a 10% discount code for you. So go to our website and or follow us on Instagram and get the link because we have a special link um, as an affiliate. We'll put it in the show notes and you have to use the link and Moxie10 to get the discount. So we welcome Bossa Bars and look forward to partnering them for a very long time. So once again, Lori, thank you. We, we're going to have you back. You're just a a great guest and we love love working with you and so until next time Christina what do we say go and get your moxie on bye-bye now